Wedgwood Christian Services is a place where hope and healing meet. Join me, Hillary Kirkendall, Wedgwood's Marketing and Communications Coordinator, as I sit down for conversations with the amazing people who work at, learn from, and grow through our grace-filled residential care, counseling services, and community programs. Grab your cup of coffee or tea and enjoy experts sharing their insights on the challenges people are facing and stories of hope, healing, and transformation. These are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations. Wedgwood's residential program serves as home for kids who have experienced a lot of trauma, heartache, and letdown. But when they arrive in our care, they are greeted by people like Dee Dee, one of our incredible home supervisors. She joins us for a coffee break conversation and shares how she sees God moving at Wedgwood and why she is so committed to her work. Today I'm joined by one of Wedgwood's amazing residential home supervisors, Dee Dee. Thanks for taking the time for this coffee break conversation. Thank you for having me. Um, so how long have you been a part of Team Wedgwood? I've been a part of Team Wedgwood 14 years. We're actually going on 14 years. It will be 14 years, October 28th. That's so exciting. Year, yes. That's a long time to be in one job. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so currently you are the supervisor of one of our specialized residential treatment homes, the Zondervan Home. Mm-hmm. Um, so who are the residents of the Zondervan Home? What sort of treatment and care do you and your team provide these kids? We serve um, the youth that we have at the Zondervan program. They come to us between the ages of 12 to 18 years okay. old. Um, a lot of these youth that come to us, they come to us, they're broken. Um, they have a lot of trauma issues, mm-hmm. trauma concerns, say, um, abuse, neglect. Some of them come to us, you know, with, with, from the JJ system. And so our responsibility when we get these kids in there is, you know, to love on these, love on these clients, provide care, um, provide treatment for them. And just to help them to be normal and to be stable again. Mm-hmm. And the Zondervan program is all boys, correct? Yes, the Zondervan program, it is all boys program. Okay. So we serve, well, up to 12 clients. Right now, we have 11. Okay. So, um, but we can serve up to 12 kids. Okay. So it's teenage boys who are coming with a lot of trauma. A lot of trauma, mm. yes. So what sort of treatment and care are you and your team providing these kids while they're in the Zondervan program? Um, so we provide therapeutic treatment. Um, for each client that come in, you know, as I said previous, uh, we serve up to 12 clients. Right now we have 11 clients that are there. One thing that me and my staff, we realize is that each kid that comes to us, they all have different treatment. Mm-hmm. No two kids are the same. Mm-hmm. They all have the same goals. Um, they come with different um, situations, different traumas. So we have to look at each case differently. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that we try to do, um, we do our best at making sure that we provide the treatment that fit their need. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, you know, that they come in, they experience trauma, they experience abuse, neglect, and all kind of hardship. So, myself and I, we do our best to love on these clients in their hurting state. We do our best um, to lift up their spirits. We try to get them ready and productive um, for the real world when they leave there. Mm-hmm. So, we do a lot of encouragement, a lot of um, um, uh, therapeutic treatments, mm-hmm. um, DBT. Um, group with the kids, um, stuff like that. There's mainly things to try to help them to incorporate what we're teaching them and what we're learning them so that when they leave, they know, you know what, we're getting ready. So um, we try to get them reunified with their family, reunified with um, adoptive family, foster mm-hmm. families. But we do our best to try to make sure that they are prepared, that they are ready, that they are set, so that when they leave us, we have implanted something in mm-hmm. them, made that impactful 
and packing them so that they can be ready when they leave us. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And I love that it's an individual approach. Like you said, no yeah. two kids are the same, mm -hmm. so they all need a different, different goal. Treatment. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so you also, I've heard that you serve in a pastoral role at your church. Yes. Um, how does your faith impact or influence your work here at Wedgwood? Um, so, and my church is not a pastor, it was a minister. So far as, um, I believe that, you know, Christ is always talking about, um, uh, you know, ministering outside the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. A lot of times we just think going to church is it, but that's not it. Mm -hmm. So it's always going outside the four walls of the church to make sure we're spreading the gospel, that we're showing love, that we are being an example like Christ was, right? Mm -hmm. So coming here, um... It gives me an opportunity to spread the gospel. It gives me an opportunity to spread the word of Christ. It gives me an opportunity to spread love, mm -hmm. especially to the unlovables, mm -hmm. um, especially to the clients who, you know, don't have a mother figure, father figures, or aunt figures, grandma figures, just relationship, friend, mm -hmm. you know, friendship. Yeah. So like I said, when some of these clients come in here, and of course, each kid that come in, they have a big old intake and they have a big old profile. So some of these kids that come in, when you look at all this this big old stack of paper of what they did in their past, it's like, man, I try to encourage our staff, you know what, we're not going to judge them based on this information. Sure. Because if we think about it, God got a big old stack of stuff mm -hmm. that we do that mm -hmm. we have seen and we have not got stuff right, right? And mm -hmm. so he's a God of a second chance, third chance, fourth chance, fifth chance. So he's a loving God. He always forgives us, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's one thing um, my staff and I do, and I try to encourage them, is when these kids come in here, we get to know these kids for their self. Mm -hmm. We build their rapport. We build their relationship. And we try not to look at their past. We try to see them for who God sees these young mm -hmm. men's ass. Mm -hmm. And so my faith integrated over here, it, um, it keeps me motivated. It keeps me encouraged. And it lets me know that I am doing the will of God mm -hmm. outside of the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. Because I'm doing it over here. We're going out to the nations and we're going out to the world. And we're proclaiming God's truth. We're proclaiming God's love. And we letting these youth know that they are loved, regardless mm -hmm. of what they did. Mm -hmm. That we are here to help them. We are here not to judge them, but to build them back up, to encourage them, to give them hope, to let them know that they don't have to be a product of what they came from mm -hmm. because they do have a second chance. So mm -hmm. we do our best to give them a second chance. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the Zondervan home is just full of grace. Yes, we are. Yeah, that's amazing. How do you see it having an impact in the lives of the kids and in their treatment? Faith. I think it have a huge impact because some of the young men that come to us, they don't, they don't read their Bible. They, when I say they didn't read their Bible, they didn't believe in God, um, they didn't want to go to special worship. Of course, on Sunday, you know, we go to church. They was they didn't want to have anything to do with going to church because of their past, because of their brokenness, uh, because of the neglect and the abuse situation that they have found their stuff in. They find themselves angry with God a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing, um, you know, seeing it, people demonstrating the love of Christ, talking about God. We have several staff that's a part of the Zinerman team that go to church, that serve in ministry, that's active. Mm -hmm. And we go to church on Sunday. So they take the kids with them, right? And so just to see that impartation and that change where some of the kids, they're starting to pray during dinner. They're starting to ask questions about God. And also what is very helpful is that um, – the chapters now have this thing called the love, right? Mm -hmm. And so they go there, they want to go to love group and they're doing, um, the chapters here is doing a great job with this love, bringing it back. Um, just showing them another way. And it's down to earth with something where they can understand. It's not speaking in tongue and always mm -hmm. up there preaching and hollering, but it's more intentional where they can understand it. 
and they love this and they love going to this love group. So just seeing that transition and that transformation where they came in and they didn't believe in God, they didn't think God was real, and they hated God because of what they've been through to see the shift, to see that change. Well, now they want to go to church. They want to talk about God. They want to pray during dinner. They want to pray when they go to bed, and they ask them for Bible. So that's a big shift. That's a big change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like to me, because they're surrounded by your team and mm-hmm. other adults who are displaying mm-hmm. what they believe, they're acting it, not just talking it. So yes. they're seeing an example of it, and then they're able to build healthy community. It kind of shifts any past perceptions that they might have had about the church or faith or God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I always say, um, you know, um, action speaks louder than words. So mm-hmm. our action, what the staff is doing on the unit, it speaks louder than words. Uh, we don't have to go around to proclaim that we are Christians, that we love God. It's just that it's our actions. Mm-hmm. It's how we um, respond to a crisis situation. Mm-hmm. It's how we respond. You know, we're on the unit. We probably get, you know, chairs thrown at us, get called all kind of names except but our name. But yet, when the clients say, hey, can I go to the gym? Hey, can I go to coffee house? Hey, can I go to kids club? Um, hey, can I go to the movies? It's funny because the staff will take them and they'll look and they say, oh, you want to take me somewhere? And I just called you a, you know, a racial name or I just talked about your mom or your daddy or did something to you. And it's like, yes, because we don't hold grudges. Mm-hmm. And so we're showing you that in spite of how you how you act or how you respond to situations, we still care about you. Mm-hmm. So we have to let them know that. Mm-hmm. And that I, I imagine for kids who have experienced so much trauma, knowing that their actions aren't who they are and people mm-hmm. still love them for who they are yep. has a big impact when they're doing therapy and group and all other kinds of treatment. Oh, that's, that's, that's a huge impact. That's a very huge impact with the kids because then they, they realize that they do have someone that's intentional. Mm-hmm. They have staff that's really intentional in their care. They have staff that's intentional with showing them that they love them. And they have staff that's intentional and not holding what they have done, you know, at them or behind them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they're there. They're right in the. They're right there with these kids, walking right alongside them, demonstrating that we care, demonstrating that you are loved, demonstrating, like you said, you, you're not a product of your past. You don't have to be a product of what you know you came from, or we're not going to hurt you like your mom or your dad, your grandparents, or whoever may have um, caused abuse or caused trauma or cause you to go through what you go through, that's not what we do. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So how does it work for kids who don't have any interest in Christianity or God while they're here at Wedgwood? Um, so one thing we don't do, we don't force Christianity up on no clients at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually like when we get ready to have devotions on the unit or when it's time to go to church or when it's time to go to love, or when it's time just to do anything that has to do with church or Christianity or God, if a client refused to do it, that's uh, that's their choice. Mm-hmm. And so they will not have no consequences. They will not have no um, backlash or anything like that. Uh, we ask them what they want to do. They probably say, hey, I want to sit over here and do a puzzle. But um, during that time, because we do have a scheduled activity that we have to follow. Mm-hmm. So just say if it's time to go to the love group or it's time to go to church and you have a kid that say, you know what? I don't want to go to church today. I want to go to the movies. We would not make no type of exception like that to take this kid to the movie because we have a schedule activity that we have to stick to. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we can tell that client, you know what, you can sit up there and play a board game with another staff or you can do something else in your room. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's devotion time or it's love group time. We're not going to force you to go, but 
you know, you have the five things to do during this time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's probably really important for kids who maybe especially have experienced some sort of religious trauma to yeah. not force that and just kind of let them be. Let them be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. So it seems to me, at least in my role here at Wedgwood, um, my faith is a big motivator for why I want to work here and why I do what I do. And I imagine that's the same for you and your staff. Um, so how does integrating faith into how we operate impact your team? Um, well, you know, Graduate is a Christian agency, first mm -hmm. of all. And so the one thing I think for me and my team, especially I know for me, it's good to come to work where you can talk about um, God and um, you know, read your Bible and be open oh, and express that openly. Mm -hmm. A lot of times in the U.S., you know, people are prosecuted for even mentioning the word God. And so I think just being able to be um, able to just talk about God and the devos and Christianity and all that good stuff like that, that's a good thing for me and my team. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if faith is something where you find a lot of hope mm -hmm. and if time, you know, this job can be very challenging. Yes. And so if God is where you get your hope, and you can openly talk about that and encourage one another mm -hmm. with that. I imagine that that, you know, is really helpful on it's, the tough days. Oh, yeah. You know what? It's very helpful. Um, like I said, in my 14 years that I've been here, it have been some days where, um, you know, clients have not been nice. Um, and it's, like you said, it's not, it's, it's, it's hard. Mm -hmm. Coming in here, working with tough teenagers between, you know, 12 to 18 years old, they throwing you getting hit with chairs. They throwing water. They throwing water. They spitting on you, pulling hair, and it's like it's tough. So you have to know the line of the work that we in. You have to you know make up your mind like why why do I do what I do? Mm -hmm. um, when I go home, sometimes I have people ask me. Even in my church, they say, "Why are you still working here?" Like them kids, they be beating up staff and all this stuff. And I look at it as a ministry. I look mm -hmm. at it as you know, it's, it's serving these clients. Mm -hmm. And so I do my due diligence to be mindful of my surroundings and be mindful of what I'm doing. But like you say, it's constantly building my faith. It's constantly um, giving me strength, and it's strengthening me in areas. It's giving me patience. That's one of the um, you know fruits of the Spirit, just being patient with these mm -hmm. kids, constantly demonstrating love. Because one thing I have learned, if every day was easy, if everything was just smooth sailing, it's easy to proclaim, oh, you know what? I'm a Christian. I love God. I love you. Like, Miss Hillary, I love you. But what about when those um, tough times come, when those right. tough days come, when the enemy come in and, all, and, you know, everything just break loose on the unit? Can you still hold your peace? Mm -hmm. Can you still, you know, be patient with the clients who didn't talk about your mama, talked about your daddy, who didn't threw a chair at you, you know, to pull your hair and call you all kind of names. Can you still demonstrate God's love in those tough times to these kids? Mm -hmm. And so that's what these kids have to see. They have to see authentic. They have to see mm -hmm. that you are mm -hmm. real. I can tell you all day that I love you. I can tell you all day that I care about you. I can tell you all day that I'm here to provide care, to provide love, to provide you with the treatment that you need. But in those crisis situations, in those tough times, can I still look at you and can I still serve you? Can I still give you your medication? Can I still go in the kitchen and prepare your meal for you? Knowing you just call me all kind of names, mm -hmm. but check, that's demonstrating love. So these kids have to see it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and teenagers, it feels like especially their like authenticity radar yeah. is very good. So yeah. they can scope that stuff out. And mm -hmm. I imagine, you know, when they see the authenticity, it makes mm -hmm. them feel safer, more at home. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and and, it, and with, with that too, Ms. Hillary, um, it's all about their relationship. 
one thing me and my staff always um, do in the Zionvin program, we have a lot of veteran staff. Um, it's a lot of veteran staff that's been around the agency. I saw you, um, you clunk when I said I've been here for 14 years, but we have staff that have been in the Zionvin home 20 plus years. It's amazing. And so, um, again, I've been, I'm a supervisor over there, but just leaning on to some of their responses and, you know, watching how they handle crisis situation, watching how they respond to stuff. It's just amazing to see this, um, the staff that I work with, how patient they are, um, how lovable they are to these kids, how they open their arms up, how they constantly extend in grace. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, it's just, it's just a demonstration. It's the rapport you're building with these kids. And then once you start building a relationship with these kids, and then once you start building rapport with these kids, guess what? We start seeing behaviors decline. Mm-hmm. We start getting less and less name calling. We start getting less and less property destruction. So again, that's one thing that we're shooting towards is just being authentic and just building those relationships. Mm-hmm. Has God made something clear to you during your time here at Wedgwood? Yes, uh, he's made it clear that this is the place I'm supposed to be at. <laughs> Great. I'm happy about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is there a kid's story that has stuck with you, like um, some transformation that was especially impactful? Yes, I'm going to share this. So um, we had this one client, I think it was last year. No, probably about a year and a half ago. So um, I had this one client that was on our unit. I'm not going to get off into details too much. But this one client, he came in. We talked about religious. So we do have clients that come in, and they serve different gods. And so even if they come in and they want to serve Buddha or Nene Duche or whatever god they say they serve, one thing about um, Ridgewood that I was very impressed with and I am impressed with is that they allow kids to serve the God that they say they want to worship. Mm-hmm. And so we had a young man that was in our program, and the God that he served was called Nene Duche. Or, and so the Tapestry program, they would get together, and what he'd do, he loved to burn incense and go outside and pray. He'd get in front of a tree. And it's been like 30 minutes, and he just, uh, you know, he just go out there and do what he do, right? And so not mocking his religions, um, but he always will mock the Christianity religions, right? And so one day at work, I was at work, me and another staff, which was Miss Becky, he was at work, and this young man, he um, he did something, he harmed himself real bad. And it was to the point where um, he had to be hospitalized. And so I was told um, by a program manager that once they went to go see this young man, and so when this young man woke up from the hospital, the program manager ended up um, calling me and said, Mama Didi, you ain't going to believe. The first thing this young man asked for was a holy Bible. And he said, "Um, I believe in Mama Didi God now. And it just, I teared up, and it was real bad because this is one of the young men's. Every time he got time to pray, he was just like mock, you know, he'll mock Christianity, he'll mock mm-hmm. our God, he'll mock Jesus, he'll mock, you know, he just would say something that was, it was very distasteful and it was very hurtful, right? And I kept saying, you know what, just leave him alone. So when he wanted to go worship his his God, he'll go outside and some of the kids would try to make fun of his God. And I said, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to do tick for tack. Mm-hmm. Let him worship who you want to worship, but I know the one and only true living God, which is, you know, is God, you know. And so during that time, that was a very impactful story to see that he transitioned over to, um, you know, to God, to Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And so I'm like, yeah. So like I said, just plant those seeds and allow, you know, God to water those seeds. And mm-hmm. that's what I tell staff every day. You know what? It's not our job to determine whether they're going to be successful in life or not. It's our job. We want them to be successful. Mm-hmm. But once we plant those seeds and we do the best that we can, that's all we can do and let God do the rest. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. 
Is there anything you would want our listeners and donors to know about Wedgwood, the Zondervan home, and the work that you and your team do? One thing I do want the donors um, and all the support system to know is that um, we definitely could not do this work without their support. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely could not do this work without their prayers, um, without their donations, without their kindness, without their generosity, even without them coming up here, you know, just checking on, seeing how many clients we got. I'm just asking for the the needs, you know, Mm -hmm. what kind of resources that we need to provide for these kids. Mm -hmm. We all know that Redwood is a um, nonprofit organization, right? And so we absolutely, we need the resources. Mm -hmm. We need the um, connections in the community. And so as far as with the donors, I appreciate everything that the donors are doing. Our Mm -hmm. clients appreciate everything that the donors are doing. Like um, a good example, this year Christmas, man, um, our boys had, each Christmas, our boys had so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had one former client who left, was discharged like probably two years ago. Mm-hmm. He, call, I mean, he somehow he got in Facebook and, and, and messaged me. And he was like, "Mama Diddy, I wish I was at Ridgewood." And I said, "Why you wish you was at Ridgewood? You know you out." And he said, "Because I didn't get nothing for Christmas." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "What?" He was like, "I didn't get nothing for Christmas." And I'm like, man, so the donors need to know how important and how impactful that is Mm -hmm. because that speaks volume Mm because they're doing this and they don't have to. Mm -hmm. But the smile, just um, the care that the kids appreciate them doing this, everything that they're doing is needed. It's Mm -hmm. very needed during this time and in this season because, you know, the kids appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what the donors are supporting is all stuff that Wedgwood goes above and beyond of yes. what the state requires. Mm-hmm. And as you've shared, it clearly makes an impact in the kids' lives when we go above and beyond and provide mm-hmm. all these extra, you know, person-focused mm-hmm. type services. It really makes an impact. So they are making the transformations possible. Yes, and, and not only is they making an impact and they going above and beyond, but these kids have name brands items. Mm-hmm. Um, slides and Nike shoes, um, the clothing that they purchase, the just the stuff, the quantity of stuff that they do, the quality of the stuff that they're given is not no cheap stuff. Mm-hmm. So they really going above and beyond to make sure that they are making an impact in these youth life, which is very appreciated. I mean, just to see some of them kids open up their Christmas stuff, it's like, wow, I got this. I got Nikes, I got Champion, I got Adidas. Mm-hmm. These are name brand items that the donors really came in and, you know, bless mm-hmm. our boys with. And so it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a really, really awesome community that supports Wedgwood. Mm-hmm. Dee, it was a pleasure to talk to you today. Your heart for the Lord and all of his children is really apparent, and it's such a blessing to have you on Wedgwood's team to extend God's love, hope, and healing. Thank you. Thank you. I love talking to Needy because her heart for the kids and her commitment to extending God's love in all she does is so evident. She really summed it up well. The work at Wedgwood, the life-changing treatment she and her team provide, is possible because of your prayers, generosity, connections, and support. If you'd like to learn more about Wedgwood's residential care and how you can be a part of giving kids a brave space to discover hope and healing, head to our website.
Wedgwood Christian Services is committed to extending God's love and providing exceptional care and support. Head on over to wedgwood.org, that's W-E-D-G-W-O-O-D.org, to learn more about how you can get connected to services, support Wedgwood's mission, or join our team. Connect with us on social media at WedgwoodCS or send us an email at hello at wedgwood.org. We would love to be a part of your story. Until next time, these are Wedgwood's Coffee Break Conversations.